Hello and welcome to According to John. Today we have a special Christmas episode. It's beginning to feel a lot like Christmas. Johnny and I are going to take you down some Christmas biblical traditions, history, yes. some questions that that were always in my face as a young pastor. And now right. I, I give all those tough things to the younger men now. <laughs> the lead pastors have to deal with all this stuff. Well, you know, all the time people ask questions or people want to argue about Christmas. And not just Christmas, but holidays in general, right? Yeah, I remember as a, starting a church in the Northeast. And but I tell you, people coming out, most of my converts were coming out of Catholicism. They had a million questions. They just want to know, what does the Bible say about this? What does the Bible say about that? Should we have a Christmas tree? What about Santa Claus? And you're, you're going to cover the whole thing today. You got a lot of courage, John. <laughs> you also have some great information here. I think it's going to be good and hopefully it'll be helpful uh, to you, the listener today, which by the way, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in to According to John and uh, uh, continuing to help us grow. And uh, the people that are learning, uh, Duke, is fantastic. Just just to watch people learn and then hear the feedback on, hey, I did not know. Thank it's you. A or discipleship program you have here on According to John. It's pretty cool, I'm actually. I'm glad to get to be a part of it, John. Dude, I'm glad you're a part of it. <laughs> Amen. Hey, I am your host, John Westfall. This is my co-host, Pastor Duke Herget, the Duke Meister. And today we're going to answer not one, but six questions on Christmas. So we're going to kind of buzz through them and, uh, and get it done and hopefully... Uh, this will be a blessing to uh, to you, and uh, and you will learn something new, and uh, maybe just be confirmed. I don't know. We're gonna have fun. <laughs> We're gonna have fun. Hey, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then we'll get started, brother. If you will open us, Father in heaven, thank you for a Savior who came on a day we call Christmas, your gift to the world, so that. Uh, he would shed his blood from the cradle, from the manger to the cross, shed his blood for the forgiveness of our sins. Jesus is our Christmas present. And may your Holy Spirit guide us through the holiday season. We would bring you honor and glory. Do your name and not uh, tune out and be a, a Scrooge at Christmas time, but be biblical and celebratory for your glory and point people to you with all of our heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. All right. So, uh, Christmas questions answered. That is what we're going to be discussing today. And the first question, now I will tell you, <laughs> oh, this question is one that, that uh, I'm challenged with. Not, I mean, just cause people challenge me with it, right. Or they ask or they, whatever. All right, here we go. First question. What should parents tell their children about Santa Claus? <laughs> <laughs> Let every man be convinced in his own heart. <laughs> I don't want to get into controversy, and I don't want to be a dookie downer. All I can do is say I've been part of that controversy, and I raise kids, and they and I have eight grandchildren, and my children are all bringing up their kids different than I brought up my kids. Right? So, and, and because that happens, and as time goes on, different things happen. But I thought what I would do in this is let's set up where the idea 
of Santa Claus came from. Yeah, the history. The history of it, right? So he gets a point for doing his homework here. Dude, I appreciate that. And the dog normally eats his homework, but this time he, he's got it. So you I'm get a point. Sh- I'm point. sharing, right? So look, Santa Claus, uh, we know he's a mythical figure. Uh, his creation is based on part or in part on a Christian named St. Nicholas of Myra uh, who lived in the 4th century roughly the fourth century. And Nicholas was born to Christian parents who left him a very large inheritance. And so instead of him taking it and keeping it for himself, uh, he distributed it to the poor. And uh, he gained a reputation for giving gifts anonymously, uh, usually under the cover of night to uh, avoid being spotted. Right. So that's a neat story. It really is. Right. And so Nicholas passed away on December 6th, sometime around the 340s or 350s AD. And the day of his death became an annual feast. And in this annual feast, what would happen is children would put out food for Nicholas and straw for his donkey. (laughs) Right. So, uh, and you can see the correlation how. Donkey, reindeer, cookies, milk. (laughs) And so it was said that uh, uh, the saint would come down from heaven during the night and replace the offerings with toys and treats, but only for good boys and girls. See where the parents are going to come in and use this as a motivation thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not just for Christmas, but for the whole year. And parents are <laughs> they, desperate for anything that could help their kids be good. Be good, right? Yeah. yeah. It's funny, but but we see as we look through as we look at this, we see how the tradition and, and but here's what we know about traditions is they change as time goes on and yeah, they do absolutely because people add to them people take away from them and so we get a good idea here uh, on this right so the question is what should we tell our children and you know a lot of parents are torn as whether or not to play the santa game <laughs> 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 it's a it's a huge question. Yeah. Because you know, one parent might say, No, uh, we were raised Santa's not real. And the other one was raised to go, Well, there's nothing wrong with having letting our children believe in Santa and enjoying the spirit yeah. of the season. Yeah, this the the argument crosses over to the tooth fairy and Easter bunny and <laughs> All that kind of stuff. And everything, right? Yeah. And uh, so so on the one hand, um, you know, it makes uh, Christmas fun and magical and uh, leaves a lot of memories. And just, I mean, I, I can see the good in that side of it. Yeah. You use the word magical. I want to camp on that just for a moment. I, I spoke uh, at our, my, my home church here, my, the church I founded, and yesterday I did the Christmas story as Joseph. Let me tell you, there's a lot of uh, magic, not, not magic as, you know, uh, supernatural, but uh, just the, the majesty, right. uh, the awe of that story, the ancient prophecies converging, coming to pass, uh, to, to fulfilled to the letter. Uh, it, it's That's magical. It's magical, me. yeah. And so for me, I always thought, the, the true Christmas story is right. magical. 
it's on majestic. so many levels, every level. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And then, but then you have the other hand, right, where uh, the focus of Christmas needs to be on what you just said on Jesus Christ, that in all things He may be preeminent. Absolutely, that's where I land. And so, so the question is, you know, where do we? put our focus and it's okay. Is it okay to teach them about Santa and leave Jesus out or shall we teach Jesus and leave Santa out? And what I did, and maybe it's a compromise. I don't have, <laughs> I have never known you to compromise on anything unless it has to do with your dog. Uh, and maybe now, uh, maybe now, Johnny. So here's what I did. We let them believe in Santa in the respects that Santa worked for Jesus. Jesus is it. Jesus is the whole reason for the season. Jesus is preeminent. Jesus uh, is everything. And Santa uh, does work for Jesus. Santa delivers the gifts that Jesus gives because every good and perfect gift comes from above. Mm-hmm. And so, so we always left it with that idea, right? But, but the truth is, um, you as a parent need to use your own judgment. Yeah. I, you know, if I had to do over again, I might even do different, but here's what we did. I, Joel and I came out of the world and you, and we just, we, we hate the world right. and uh, we were totally Santa Claus kids all the way. I think I quit believing in Santa Claus when I was in like 10th grade, I think. About I kept holding on. Just, I, I loved him. And <laughs> that's funny. And, uh, but for our kids, we just said Santa Claus is a tradition that the world has made up. We told them the story of St. Nick, just like mm-hmm. you did. And we told them that story. And that's a great story. And we told them how the world uh, made it into something. And then we told him that the whole, the true story of Christmas. And so we, we, we did not have the whole Santa Claus thing in our house. It was crazy. My kids still sort of believed in Santa Claus, kind of. They kind of got excited. They played the game. They played, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. (laughs) They played the Santa Claus game, even though I didn't teach them there was a Santa Claus. Right. And I kind of taught him there wasn't. Now, I had one daughter who was a little bit of a prophet. She went to school and declared to everybody, Santa Claus is a fake. <laughs> Got in trouble for that. So tone it down. Tone it down, sweetheart. You know, just let everybody be believe in their heart what they want to believe. And let's not fuss over it. That's right. the big deal. That let's is not a, fuss over it. Yeah, that is a big deal. But I, w- I will say this. As I was laying this out and I thought, okay, you know, what are the negatives? Or... or some things that we as parents need to think about. And this isn't going to happen with every child, and it didn't happen with my children. It didn't happen with me, but it does happen. So these are things that we have to think about. Uh, children who believe that gifts are, are from a magical man, right? And Because, I mean, let's be honest, that's what Santa is, right? Yeah, he, we yeah, make him out to be this magic man. magic man, right? Supernatural. With, omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent. We right. give all the attributes of God to Santa. And I, that, that's where I draw a line. That's a train wreck. Yeah, I, uh, I, don't, I don't go there. And, and the thing is that we, if we teach our children that Santa is a magical man with unending uh, resources, uh, sometimes children are less likely to appreciate what they've been given mm-hmm. and 
they don't understand the sacrifices that their parents make in providing for them. Yeah, like why do some kids get so much and other kids get so little? Santa, not fair. So that's the other thing, yeah. right? Because if children, uh, uh, if children, children's parents are on a budget and they don't have the money, they may feel they were overlooked by Santa and that they're bad children. And the reality is they're not bad children. It's just mom and dad don't have the resources. Mm -hmm. And so if we teach Santa and they don't know the truth, um, it really complicates it for uh, the children because you have rich kids that get everything. They go to school and they show off what everything they have and they're, and they're spoiled little brats and everyone knows it. And here this kid is really good, sweet. And, but his parents are broke and he gets nothing uh, the children don't understand why Santa didn't show up at his house and did the yeah, rich boys unnecessary house. confusion, which could overlap into some and, and do some damage. Well, and, and the other them, and hurt them. Well, and that's the other thing, like with rich kids or not even rich, just parents who are not wise with their money, put way too much on the credit card. <laughs> yep. And then what they, what they do is they, what they do is they create greed and materialism in the heart of the child. So we have to be really careful and weigh this out. And, and yeah. I'm not, and again, I'm not, uh, listen, you as the parent, you got to work through this. That's, that's all I'm saying. That's what you and I have yeah. talked about. The parents need to make the decision, but there are some things that we have to, uh, that we have to discuss and we have to think about in this process. Right. And then there's another aspect of uh, telling our children that Santa comes down the chimney each year. And that's the fact that it's an obvious lie. <laughs> that used to bother me when I did believe in Santa Claus. Right. Because <laughs> we didn't have a chimney. <laughs> yeah. How did he, How's he well, get in? How did he get in? <laughs> right. But, but the, and the problem with that is, is we've become a society that believes uh, that lying is okay as long as it's done for an acceptable reason. See, I'm guilty of that. Those are the cover up. My my son just came up from South Carolina, and my wife lied to me about it. Yeah, and, and you and you're like, oh, that's okay because they wanted it to be a secret, yeah, and a surprise, and it was, and it was a great, it was a pleasant surprise. So I, I and so I, it's, you're it's you're good. okay for the it's lie. A, it's a love lie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you say, oh, the baby's so beautiful, and maybe it's not. Okay, yeah. Well, ooh, I just crossed the line again. I'm no, sorry. do you do you know what I? Uh, okay, so here's a funny. Uh, my, uh, my pastor who Larry Upchurch, who obviously is, he's I'm passed away, man, but, but someone God. asked him one time and said, uh, well, pastor, you can't lie. Right. And he's of course not. And they said, okay, so, uh, when you see a beautiful baby, you say, oh, that's a beautiful baby. But what happens if you go to the hospital and it's an ugly baby? And he says, oh, that's simple. I just look at it and go, now that's a baby. <laughs> Oh, this this is we're walking on eggshells. We are walking on eggshells. So what? The, <laughs> but I've used that. <laughs> Maybe okay. it's easier for me to lie than it is for you. I don't know, man. I can I can I can lie my way for surprise birthday parties and things yeah. like that. Man, I'm good at it. I really try to avoid it, yeah. even even when it's good, right? Like. um, if someone asks me a question and I know I can't tell them the truth, I just do what Jesus did. Ask them a question. I ask them a question. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. And it happens. At any rate, here do we you go. Know what? 
we have a biblical worldview we, of, of honesty and integrity. We want to have Christ the center of all right. things. We want to give him glory in all things. We want kids to be feel special and honored and valuable and treasured. And then we try to fit in culture. Right. So that's what we're trying to do. So First Peter 3.10 says this about lying. He who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. But does this uh, apply to Santa Claus? I don't, yeah, right. Uh, so, you know, the reality is telling our children that Santa is real. I get it. It's not malicious deception. I mean, I understand that, right? But nonetheless, it is still a lie. Yep. So, listen, guys, it doesn't mean that we have to leave Santa completely out of this, right? Uh, you can still play the Santa game. Maybe you just need to tell them Jesus is it. All gifts come from above. Yeah, right. They all come from him. Some people have more money to spend, but they're not always happy. Right. Some people have less money uh, to spend, and they can be very happy. Right. Well, we, how about how about this? You know, the truth is uh, Nicholas uh, or St. Nick, he was a Christian, and he loved the Lord, and he served God. So how about just sharing the story like you did, right? And tell the children of the godly qualities of the real St. Nicholas, uh, who dedicated his life to serving others and made himself into a living example of Jesus Christ. Yeah, we did not go every year, sit down and have an anti-Santa uh, conversation with our small children. We just, just didn't kind of bring it up. Right. So when they heard about it, which they did from their cousins. And right, right. The other ah. kids in the church yeah. and uh, on uh, television, then they would just kind of go along with it. And I remember, uh, I can't remember which child it was, but mom and dad, why don't you ever talk about Santa Claus? And we're like, oh, well, because um, of, <laughs> we didn't, we didn't want to be party poopers, but right. we don't want to lie. That's so a, we were uncomfortable with right. it. Right. So figure it out now. And if you have to make the change, start making it now and uh you know because you got one parent that wants santa and the other parent that doesn't want santa um uh may this not divide you to divorce amen and amen <laughs> that's good counsel john i'm gonna write that down <laughs> all right next question should christians celebrate christmas now there are uh equally sincere and committed christians on both sides of this question right mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, what's the Bible say? That's really what we always go back and look at. And um, there are reasons why some Christians do not celebrate Christmas. And here's one of the arguments. Christmas is a holiday and has its origins in paganism, which we know, right? Um, but here's the problem that I've had, and, and we can, listen, we can fit whatever we want into it. It doesn't necessarily mean it's accurate, but in searching for reliable information on this topic, it was really difficult because traditions change so much and there are so many in, and then the sources car start contradicting one another that it really became difficult to, to, uh, uh, bring this into a pagan holiday. And, 
you know, and I know we say, oh, yeah, Christmas was put in place to offset a pagan holiday, but it was really tough finding anything of any concrete evidence for it. And so uh, we know that there are definitely pagan roots to some traditions. And, you know, more, uh, uh, there's more traditions, if you will, uh, associated with the true meaning of Christmas, meaning that in favor of Christmas rather than against Christmas. Absolutely. Uh, As a pastor, all my young converts would come to me throughout all the years and ask these questions. They would find out to their shock and disappointment that Jesus wasn't born on December 25th. Right. Yeah, that's, that's a big thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. It freaks them out. And it, it freaked me out. And they said, well, when was he born? And I said, if God meant, if it was important to God, he would have given us a certain date. Right. So God did. Well, that's one of the arguments of why they say we can't celebrate Christmas is because if God wanted us to know the date that Jesus was born, he would have gave it to us and then we could have celebrated it. Yeah. And so when was Christ born? We we do not know. God did not tell us. But here's a clue from the the Christmas story. When the angel showed up uh, to visit the shepherds that night and, you know, uh, let them know there was been born unto you this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord, uh, the, the shepherds were out in the field giving watch over their flock by night. The historical shepherds, uh, this in the f- late fall, the, the foliage kind of dries up for the winter, and there's really nothing there for them to be out. They have all the dangers with no advantage. So around first, late October, early November, they would pull the sheep in for the winter, and then they would feed them uh, other foods that they had prepared, you know, hay and, and things for, uh, for the winter. So if the shepherds are still out in the fields giving watch over their flock by night, the night Christ was born, it's prior to November, probably mid to late October is what I'm told. So if it's not, if it was important, God would have written it. So he leaves things up to us. I think that's huge. He leaves some of these things up to us. Should we celebrate the incarnation? I'm saying screaming, yes, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that that event, the the advent of Jesus Christ, are changed you kidding me? Changed the entire him. world, and it changed from you. beginning to end. It changed me. I yeah. want to celebrate right, that, right. but I don't just celebrate it mm-hmm. on December twenty fifth. Right? Yeah, we celebrate Christ year round. Yeah. yeah. So, and and that's the thing. If, when we look at the traditions associated with Christmas, we see the birth of our savior. That's what we're celebrating. Not the day. The day is immaterial. The idea is that we recognize he was born. Then uh, how about when bells are, are played, right? And and we hear bells ring in because that's associated with Christmas and then the candles are lit. And that reminds us that Christ is the light of the world, right? And it's a it's celebratory, the bells and uh, the light is in to resemble Christ as the light of the world. And then a star is placed on top of the tree. Well, that is to remember the star of Bethlehem. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and then gifts are exchanged to remind us uh, of the gifts of the Magi to Jesus. And so when we, when we look at, when we really look at things, what we're celebrating is exactly what happened in scripture. Now, what, Changes all of that, obviously, can be our focus, our drive, our reason, so on and so forth. 
And then if you're not careful and you make traditions that are contrary to scripture, uh, then, then we have to go back and you have to ask yourself the question, should Christians celebrate Christmas? Because if you're celebrating it for any other reason than the birth of Jesus Christ, uh, then you've, you've lost your focus. And I would say no. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. There's a broader topic of, of holidays. Now we have the Jewish holidays all pointing to the coming of the Redeemer. Then we have Christ fulfilling the law. He's the end of the law for righteous to them that believe. So in the New Testament, there's pretty much silence in reference to holidays. Well, and that's the thing when it comes to Christmas, right? There's no legitimate scriptural reason not to celebrate Christmas. And there's no scripture or no biblical mandate to celebrate it. Right. So guess what it comes down to? That everybody be convinced in their <laughs> It's a personal decision. Yeah. Now, and, and, and here's the other thing. As Christians, we have to allow others to make that decision. Yeah. That, uh, you're taking the words out of my mouth here, Johnny. You're scaring me now. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the overwhelming theme of the New Testament in reference to how do we celebrate do we eat meat offered unto idols what about the women and their head coverings it goes into traditions and observances of holy days and things like that coming out of pagan uh, uh, cultures and and the theme of the new testament is don't be a stumbling block to someone right and turn them away uh and that that's important well i I think it's is critical. And, uh, guys, let me, let me say this on this question. James one, five, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Uh, if, if you're struggling, you ask God for wisdom and then follow your conviction, Mm -hmm. but your conviction should never be to insult others who don't decide with you you're going to have to come to, to some sort of an agreement together, right? And uh, and you have to allow others the freedom that you wish to exercise as well, and that is the freedom of choice. And so I say just seek God on that, and if you, don't, if you wish not to celebrate Christmas, that's your option. Yeah, my grandma was a Jehovah's Witness. They teach firmly not to celebrate Christmas. Well, but they don't celebrate birthdays. They don't celebrate Correct. anything. My grandma was a Jehovah's Witness, and here's how she she dealt with this. This isn't so biblical, but it was my grandma, and I loved her. I thought it was cute. She would get presents for all of us because she loved us. Right. She just didn't call them Christmas presents. Right. And she would never give them to us. Uh, Until after? Uh, no, she'd do it before. <laughs> oh, before. She'd get it on the front end of it because we couldn't wait. And she wouldn't do it Christmas Eve. She'd usually do it around the 22nd or 23rd. Right. Here, Grandma comes down. These are not Christmas presents. She wouldn't use Christmas wrapping. But you know what? She didn't want to be left out of uh, a moment with you kids. And she wasn't. And so we we thought her religion was stupid. Right. But we respected her for kind of practicing it. Right. And yet we knew Grandma loved us. Right. So she just got us. Grandma loves you present. And that's why she did it, because she loved you, and she was willing to put aside her stringent rules Mm-hmm. To say I love you, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. Yeah, so I can we, respect. We didn't that. care once we got. We like yeah. to get them before. You appreciate it because you got gifts. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's all about us, us anyway. <laughs> we got grandma loves us kids, Christmas presents, 
And birthday presents, too. She'd never uh, give you the present on the birthday, but she'd always give you a present the day so before or day after. That's cool. That's Usually cool. the day before. So I don't know how other Jehovah's Witnesses do it, but that's yeah. what my grandma did. My grandma got saved. Gloriously saved you meet her Amen. in heaven. We'll have this conversation with her. Yeah, isn't that so cool? So in the end, it's a personal decision that whatever you're convicted of, you land on that, and God bless you. All right, let me wrap that up. Take the history. John did a great job. Get a point for that. Good oh, history lesson. And the scripture. And as you said, pray for wisdom. Right. Don't be a stumbling block. Right. Take it to the Lord. And, and whatever, wherever you land, do it with all of your might. You're right. Amen. Yeah. And, it, and listen, it's not uh, disrespectful to respect somebody else's decision that's opposite of yours. Amen. So remember that. All right. Next question. Is it wrong to say Xmas? Instead of Christmas. Well, until about 15 minutes ago, I would scream on that. <laughs> Get the X out of there. It's Jesus. Put the Christ in Christmas. And then Johnny goes back to the original languages and he schools the old preacher here. Okay. So. You uh, soften me up on this one, John. Yeah, right. Well, well what it does is it makes you more tolerant of it. Yeah. But, but I like intolerance. <laughs> but intolerant because, well, I will say this. Uh, I'll give you my stand right up front. If someone says uh, Merry Xmas, um, I will quickly yeah, me too. correct them. It is Merry Christmas. But here's why. Because today uh, the idea is not abbreviation. Today, the idea, and that's what we're going to talk about, is the pursuit of tolerance and inclusiveness and political correctness. And some are, are attempting to obscure the Christian origins of Christmas. And, and that's why it's not acceptable today, because they do it to take Jesus out. To take Jesus out. And that's yeah. why I don't like it. But yeah. that being said... Here's a little curveball Johnny's going to throw you. Here's a little curveball. So, uh, you know, because... We look at, you and I look at Xmas as a war on Christmas. Mm -hmm. I do. Absolutely. Ab absolutely. And I agree with you 100%. But if you go back into the Greek, the word for Christ is Christos, which actually begins with a capital X. X. Yeah. I never knew that, John. Right. And because it begins with a capital X in the Greek letter, uh, it's essentially the same letter as in the English, which is an X. And they call it an abbreviation. Now, and if you notice, even in my notes, I say it's an abbreviation, dot, 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 question mark. No, man, it's, today it's not an abbreviation. Today it is an attack on Christianity on Christmas. I think it's an attack on Jesus personally because it's, it's just it's an easy way out to not offend. And I don't give a rip if I offend you or not when it comes to Jesus. If you can't even have Christ at all in Christmas, then then, right. then it is a pagan holiday. Well, and you know, the truth is uh, so our society's materialism has already obscured Christmas, man. It's already made it a pagan holiday because we, we look at things. We don't look at the person. Uh, we look at the packages, right? We don't look at, we look at the Christmas tree, not the cross or the tree as we call it. And so when, when we look at the direction that society is going in, um, it's real difficult not to 
get irritated when you hear Merry Xmas, knowing on every front that, that Jesus is being attacked. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, I had one say, <laughs> uh, every year I get there, someone will say, oh, happy holidays. Well, that's an attack on Christianity and Christmas, Christ. <clears throat> what holidays are you talking about? And exa- I, I'll look at them and go, exactly what holiday is coming up? And they'll go, Christmas. Oh, Merry oh. Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> that lights a fire under my butt, man. That's all I'm going to say. It's all about Jesus. <laughs> right. So here's the thing. Whether they refer to to it as Merry Xmas or Winter Holidays or something else, right? They're not going to be satisfied until they completely secularize Christmas and get rid of Christ altogether. And that and that's why I don't like the term Xmas or Happy Holidays or any of that, right? Here I'm a preacher. I took Greek in school for only one semester. <laughs> Should have stayed for two. Uh I did not even know that. I took uh, it for two years. Uh, I should have. Yeah. It's too lazy. <laughs> it was a ton of work, man. I know. I lost, I lost a lot of sleep over that. Yeah, yeah. But I did not know that. But when, it, when I see that now, I'm going to point it out to people. You know where the X comes from? They're, maybe they're trying to get rid of Jesus from Christmas, which is wrong. Or maybe they did this study, and I'll share with them. What I, yeah. Pastor right. John taught me that. There you go. And I learned and, that on According to John. Yeah. <laughs> There's a point right there, oh, baby. Right. For who? For you. You get oh, a point. Okay. I'm going to give good, you a point. Good, good learner here. Yeah, right. Um, and that's the thing, guys. I... I guess if there wasn't such an attack on on Jesus, then then all these other names, I guess, would be a little more patient with it. Yeah, I would. But but it, you know, because people say, "Oh, well, saying Merry Christmas is offensive uh, if it, this if it's not their culture." Uh, well, you got two choices: one, uh, you can leave America, or two, uh, you can make the adjustment and become an American. Um, I'm happy with either one. And the other thing is, and this is how you know that the statement, you, you shouldn't offend them because they don't celebrate that. This is how you know it's bullpucky. Because you can say, oh, happy Hanukkah. Yeah, nobody's offended in that. Nobody's offended in that. What other religion do you say happy blah, 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 and they're not offended? Just one quick question. How do you spell bullpucky? <laughs> I'll put that in the dictionary, man. B-U-L-L-P-U-C-K-Y. Bullpucky. I anyway. love that word, Johnny. <laughs> so, but, but my point is, is you they can live in America and, and celebrate their own religions, and they're offended if you don't use their holiday name. And yet you, as an American, don't want to offend them because of our holiday names. Um, man, what a double standard. Yeah, yeah. That just, frustrates you. Did you notice how consistently it always goes against Jesus? Always goes why against should Jesus. Jesus be the one persecuted, exactly. down, separated exactly. from? Yeah, and why you know? should Christians always have to take the back seat? Yeah. You don't. You stand and you say, Merry Christmas, happy birthday to Jesus. <laughs> I love you, John. That's, all right, man. all right, all right. I got it. Okay, so in response to... 
Um, do we say Merry Xmas or Merry Christmas? Uh, let me just say this. Just call it what it is. Merry Christmas and move on and everyone will adjust. And if they don't adjust, it's their problem, not yours. Screaming amen from the Duke Meister. Okay, next question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little passionate every now and then. Occasionally, yeah. Occasionally, right? Uh, next question. Should we give gifts at Christmas? I think there's a foundation here from the scriptures. Of course, the gifts were given to Jesus. Yeah. And Jesus is the gift. Yes. So the, To the, us. The, yeah. And so gifts are really part of the story. And uh, so, yeah, so Matthew 2, 10 through 11, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child being Jesus with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And so gifts are not the problem. And giving gifts are not the problem, right? And so... Because we get the gift-giving idea from this passage. The central word in the passage, which just settles it the whole thing for me, they worshipped him. They worshipped him. Yeah. And if it starts with worship for him, they brought gifts. Very, They weren't random gifts, man. Gold goes to a king. Uh, frankincense in worship of, of God, in the temple of God and myrrh uh, for the preparation of a dead body. This mm. child, born king of the Jews, was born as God with us, Emmanuel, for a specific purpose, right. to die. Right. They did their homework, and they offered gifts. And, you know, in our church tradition, it's a tradition. It's not commanded in Scripture, and it's not forbidden in Scripture, but our people love to have a Christmas missionary offering. Every year we have some special project, and it's people give significantly to whatever right. the Christmas thing is. Right. And um, and just people look forward to it. I always, my wife and I always wanted to spend more money on a Christmas gift for Jesus than we did for anybody else. Right. It's just something in our heart. We, we study the scriptures. It's Christ central. Mm -hmm. Gifts, he is, Christ is our gift to us, eternal life. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The wise men brought him gifts. We want to be wise. We want to be good stewards of what God has given us, and we give a, a healthy gift right. uh, to Jesus. And, of course, right. the greatest gift all of us can give to Jesus is our heart. Well, and, and what happens is at Christmas time and gift giving is uh, people uh, can give wrongly, right? Their focus is wrong. Yeah. And, and so what that happens is— a whole bunch of other scriptural principles. Oh, my goodness, right? And so their, their focus uh, of Christmas— instead of thanking Jesus and being a gift to him or giving gifts in honor of him, uh, have, have given, uh, the wrong focus and, and take away the true meaning of Christmas when we give away gifts. Cause it's all about, okay, uh, who can I give the biggest gift to? Who can I look the best in front of and how can I go in debt to give them what they really want? And now you're violating all those other scriptures that you talked about because now it's pride and it's debt and it's all these things that, that we're not to have. With Jesus tuned out, the worship of him, not part of our celebration. Right. We spend money we don't have to buy things that we don't need for people we don't like. Exactly. To impress people we don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. And and John three sixteen uh was the ultimate gift. And this is, this is really where we need to stay focused is 
John 3.16, like who doesn't know that one, right? For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's our focus of Christmas. That's the whole idea. That was the gift that was given to us from God. And it's an eternal gift if we receive it. Let that be the spirit of Christmas. Absolutely. And you won't come up empty. How about this? How about if we focus on uh, Isaiah 9, 6, which is the wonderful gift of salvation, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. How about we focus on the child that is born unto us? Personal possessive pronoun, Johnny. That is the ultimate gift. That Christmas story, all those things converging through peasants from mm-hmm. the backside of nowhere. But Joseph being of the lineage of King David, 14 generations from Abraham to David, 14 generations from David to the uh, fall of the temple, 13 generations to Joseph. And that firstborn, adopted to him, mm-hmm. that firstborn, Jesus, right on time, right in line, the rightful biological heir to the throne of Israel. Quinky dink? I think not. Mm-hmm. So, so should we give gifts? I think we give gifts with the right focus and uh, because that's the key if we look at James 117 every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning and so every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and that's that's what takes us back to our focus right like like when we get what we wanted for Christmas we need to thank Jesus for it and if we don't thank Jesus for the gifts that we get or thank the Lord for the gifts that we get uh, we don't have the right focus mm-hmm. we, we've lost we've lost sight of what it's all about one of the neat things about gifts is you go grow older and the Lord has blessed us financially uh, we don't have any need at all what a gift and so that's like when people are like uh my family asked me uh, what do you want for christmas or what do you need or what i want you to come to my house and eat my food and hug me i you know and i sat back and i think and i'm like there is nothing i need nothing i am really content isn't that neat I give them a list because if i don't give them a list i don't hear the end of it my daughters are relentless uh, about dad, we need a list. Dad, we need There's a list. There's nothing on the list that's a need. There, there isn't. There's nothing on that list that is a need. The but one, there are some pretty cool ones. The need <laughs> that I have is for them to show up. Right. And let's do this together. Yeah. That's a need that I have. Dude, that is that is the most wonderful part. You know, that's why Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Me too. Me too. It's because it's all about the people. It's all it's about, about people, family, and praise, and everything. Give yep. thanks for this Every, is the will of God. That's yeah. Biblical so we holiday. we set like like it's funny because all through the day, Thanksgiving morning, uh, from morning until evening, um, my daughter or me or someone will shout out, "What are you thankful for? What are you thankful for?" Right? Oh, I think and, I want to start a new tradition and do that just throughout the day that we're all together, mm-hmm. and and then it, sometimes they'll get excited and give two or three. And, and it happened this 
just because we had a, a, a family in Jesus, not blood family, but family in Jesus, all the same to me. Uh, we had family over, and uh, my daughter asked him, said, what are you thankful for? And he threw out like two or three things, and she goes, that's awesome. But you still need another. You still need another one when we come back around to you. <laughs> like, like those two or three don't count for the rest Use of the questions. You, new yeah, so you better be careful, right? Uh, but it really causes you to think, and um, uh, so it's Johnny, cool. That's a great word you just used. Think. Mary thought on these things, pondered them in her heart. And that's the thing I love most about Christmas is, is thinking. It causes pondering. you to think. I read through that Christmas story alone. And I turn the lights, you know, I read it and then I turn the lights down and I just, I get in Joseph's shoes and, you know, and he's a spouse to Mary. And then she comes, she disappears mm. and she comes back pregnant, man. It freaked him out. Yeah. <laughs> You know, when God begins to move in our life, it doesn't get necessarily easy. But she was viewed as a fornicator in reality. Right. She wasn't at all. She was right. a godly young woman. Who She's, went and pondered all these things. Yeah. And so yeah. for me, yeah. that's where the mystery of Christmas comes along. You know, right. yeah, I make the cookies. I have special Hungarian cookies I make every year. And I get a little gift from my wife. It's I don't buy her stuff because she never likes anything that I get her. But I just get her a gift card. <laughs> it's, it's our money. She's got money. But the fact that I went to right. the store right. and I got right. the gift card and I brought right. it home and I... Didn't I love you letter? That makes her happy. And if she's happy, if mama's happy, everybody's happy. Everybody's happy, happy right? All right. So the next question, because we, we got to get on this. We've got two more questions. Okay. And our clock is ticking. All right. The, to the last question, should we buy, uh, should we give uh, gifts at Christmas? Uh, it's, the key is our focus. All right. To summarize it up. The next question, should we have a Christmas tree? Uh, so the modern custom of Christmas tree doesn't come from any form of paganism. Some people will pull scripture out to say, oh, no, 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 this is what the verse says, but we're going to look at that here in just a second, right? Um, because there's no evidence of any pagan religion decorating a special correct holiday tree. Now, our modern Christmas tree came from or evolved from the uh, early German traditions, and the custom most likely came to the United States uh, with, Hesh how do you say that? Hessian. Hessian, thank you. Hessian Germanic troops. Hessian troops. Uh, during the American Revolution or with German immigrants that came to Pennsylvania or Ohio. And I found be, that interesting. That would be my grandparents, Austrian, Germanic. Think about that. How cool is that, right? So there's nothing in the Bible that commands or prohibits Christmas trees. Now, some claim that Jeremiah 10, 1 through 6, prohibits the cutting down and decorating of trees the, the way we do Christmas, right? Or the Christmas trees. But here's what it says. Hear the word which the Lord speaks to you, O house of Israel. Thus says the Lord, do not learn the way of the Gentiles. Do not be dismayed at the signs uh, of heaven, for the Gentiles are dismayed at them, for the customs of the people are futile. For one cuts a tree from the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe, they decorate it with silver and gold, they fasten it with nails and hammers so that it will not topple. They are upright like a palm tree and they cannot speak, they must be carried because they cannot go by themselves. Do not be afraid of them, for they cannot do evil, nor can they do any good thing." Inasmuch, verse 6, inasmuch as there is none like you, O Lord, you are great, your name is great in might, 
uh, and then it goes on. Um, Because between six and eight, it talks about um, God and how great God is and nobody's like him. Verse eight picks up, says, but they are altogether dull-hearted and foolish. A wooden idol is a worthless doctrine. Silver is beaten into plates that is brought from tarnish and gold from Ufaz. Uh, the work of the craftsmen and the hands of the metal ship, blue and purple are their clothing. They are all work of the skillful men, but the Lord is the true God. He is the living God, the everlasting King. And it goes on. Really what it's saying here is uh, Jeremiah says, uh, do not do what the pagans do and make idols and worship them. Yeah, That's what it comes down to. So the reality is, is, Jeremiah is saying, listen, uh, don't put a Christmas tree up and decorate it and then worship it. Because <laughs> if you're worshiping and bowing down before your Christmas tree and you carve it into an idol and you decorate it so that you can worship it and praise it, um, unless that's happening, you cannot apply this passage to a Christmas tree. And if you're doing that, stop it because you are wrong. <laughs> the first part talks about carving up a, a, a piece of wood into right. an idol. The last part right. talks about you know, hammering a piece of silver into an idol. The whole thing is about idolatry, right? not about a house decoration. Right, exactly. And so Christmas trees is simply a house decoration unless you are bowing down to it. Now it's a false idol. And so uh, if, if it's your false idol, yeah, don't do it. It's, it's anti-scriptural. It's against God. If it's a simple decoration for the season, who cares when we were raising our children we were kind of fighting people who thought we ought not have a christmas tree you always right. got those scrooges in your church that think right. celebrating the holiday and they're always trying to bring pagan 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 and so what we would do we'd bring the tree in and, and set it up and you know who created christmas trees god did right. uh, he, why did he do it for his glory and why do we put a star at the top we tell the story of the star of bethlehem and why do we uh, why do we put gifts beneath the tree? Because the Magi, the wise men, brought gifts to Jesus. Right. And red stands for what? The blood of Jesus. Um, uh, blue, what does that stand for? The broken hearts uh, of, uh, of people that sin brings to us. And so the Jesus is the remedy for it. So we would take every color. Every sure, and the white's purity. And and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And sometimes yeah. we put angels on the tree, and we tell them why. And and uh, so we would. Uh, Were there ever female angels you put on the tree? There might have been, John. Dude, you know that's anti-scripture. I know, I know it. I know it. <laughs> I know it. I apologize. It'll you're, burn at the judgment. You're, you're forgiven. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so listen, whatever choice we make, it's the motive behind a believer's decision. That's what I was trying to say. That's what matters. If your motive is to put up a. a false idol to worship, then you're wrong. That's what it comes down to. The reality is guys, we have liberty. We have li liberty to put a tree up or take a tree down. We have liberty of what kind of tree we put up, whether it's a Charlie Brown Christmas tree or a full blown, uh, um, lampoon vacation Christmas tree. I mean, we have, we have liberty Romans 14, uh, five through six, one person esteems one day above another, another esteems every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. He who observes the day observes it, uh, to the Lord. And he who does not observe the day to the Lord, he does not observe it. He who eats, eats to the Lord and it goes on. Right. So, so it's, it's your liberty and 
the reason that you do it. That's what makes the difference. First Corinthians 1031 defines it even better. First Corinthians 1031. Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. That's what we try to do with our Christmas tree, with our Christmas presents, our Christmas songs. Exactly. Our Christmas gatherings is all about Jesus. Exactly. So, uh, do you put up a tree? There you go. Last question. What is the true meaning of Christmas? And the true meaning of Christmas is love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's Christmas. That's Christmas. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but everlasting life. And verse 17 is just as beautiful as 16. Is that where he came not into this world to, to condemn, condemn the world? For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. What's that last word? Saved. Saved. That's Christmas. That's Christmas. That's, That's Christmas. What Christmas is all about the, the, the Christmas story. No silver bells, bells. It was dark. It was uncomfortable. It was lonely. It was sacrificial. It was scary. Birthing a baby in a cave next to animals, laid in a manger, no room in the inn. The little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. The stars in the sky looked down from above. The little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay. The real Christmas story was dark, cold, no room in the inn. It was harsh. It was a long trek down, and yet everything converged. This amazing incarnation story. Jesus Christ's Christmas story is tied to the cross. It's just one story, and it began before man even sinned. God had a plan to fix our problem. The Christmas story is everything. And that the real Christmas story is the story of God's becoming a human being in the person of Jesus Christ and everything that you just said. Why do we celebrate Christmas each year? Out of gratitude for what God did for us. It is a remembering and a thanking and a celebrating that, Lord, if it wasn't for you, we would have no hope. But light shone into the darkness. And the light came. Christ is the light of the world. And he was born that dark night in Bethlehem. As the angels exclaimed to, to the shepherds, there's born unto you this night in the city of David a Savior. A Savior. Which is Christ the Lord. God the Father gave his only son to take our punishment for our sins unto himself so that we could have eternal life. He paid the price in full. And we're free. We're free to make all these decisions that we want. We're also free from condemnation if we believe unto Jesus Christ and accept that free gift, that gift of love that God gave us, Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That is the real meaning of Christmas, guys. That is what it's all about. And if we forget that, well, Christmas is just a pagan holiday. That's all it is. It's not pagan at our house. Not at our house. Jesus. Amen and amen. Hey, guys, I hope this has helped you. And if it has, please like, share, subscribe, and follow. And uh, Merry Christmas. And I pray the Lord shows up in your house like you've never experienced him before because you're focused about this whole holiday season that we celebrate is Jesus. May God be with you. God bless.
Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.